Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode. Hey, and this one's a juicy one. Oh, you already know we came with the heat. Hey, <laughs> ladies, you decide your own pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let the church say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I say, I say. I say, I say. Um, so I did want to point out to our audience that we have a deep dive for this episode. So check that out on our Patreon. We will also, this is the first episode in our series, He Toxic, She Toxic, right. They Toxic. We had to do a whole series on these topics because um, they're wide ranging, mm-hmm. but we're there's just so much ground to cover and we wanted to make sure that we hit every topic. But if there is anything that we did not cover as you're going through these episodes, let us know. Is there an opinion that you have that you're like, whoa, hold on, I disagree with that? Let us know. Comment on our videos on, on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. Subscribe because we try and get them numbers up. You know what I'm saying? So if you're listening to this right now on just Strictly the Audio, give the YouTube a channel a perusing. Just, just. Look at over. Yeah, yeah, we got some nice videos with this 4K quality. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Looking good in this motherfucker. <laughs> but um, yeah, check us out. Um, let us know what you think about that. But we had to do a whole series on it. Yes. Because it was just that important yeah. and that many topics <laughs> when it, it comes is. to this. So yes, so we did a deep dive specifically for the series and for this episode. And that is only available on our Patreon. So please check that out. Yes, please do. Um, anything else before we, we start? Um, no. What? I will say the theme of this episode is power and choice. And I do talk about that a lot more in the deep dive. So make sure you go watch the the deep deep dive dive. for more context. Right. Yes. Check out the deep dive. Check it out. And remember our Patreon for pretty real Five dollars a month, you get the full podcast video. All right, mm-hmm. so the actual video of the full podcast um, for seven dollars a month. Forgot what the next tier is called, but seven dollars <laughs> a month. Um, not only do you get the full podcast video, but you also get the deep dives. The deep dives are not available on YouTube, and neither are the full podcast videos. So that's only available on our Patreon. Please help support. You know, support the family. Yes. Join the family. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get started with two sides of the same coin. You already know what it is. This is the segment where we flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin toss, calls it correctly, gets to go first and gives their opinion on the question at hand Mm -hmm. for today's episode. Whoever loses, got to sit back and listen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all ready? Who's calling it today? You can call it. I'm, I'm, call, I'm calling heads today, y'all. I'm All feeling right. good. I'm feeling good about heads. Hey, let's go. I win. All right, you were winning last episode. I know I'm going to roll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Hit so me with that first, first question. First question Ooh, is, yeah. how did you intentionally choose your partner? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could be your life partner. It could be past romantic partners. It's however you want to define partner. Okay. So how did I choose, intentionally choose my partner? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I did wasn't intentional throughout all of my partners. I think it was like a developed science for me, to be honest. It was trial and error. Mm-hmm. So when I first started dating, like around... High schoolish time, like middle school, high school time, like actually dating, like little dates here and there, um, movies, you know, mall movies, typical, hey. you know how it is when you're younger, you know how it is. Ain't nobody got money. Ain't nobody got money. <laughs> you ain't got a car or nothing like that. You know, it's yeah, it's cool. Uh, it struggles real. <laughs> it be real out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I first started dating, I think I 
had certain things why I wanted to choose a girl that looked a certain way, you know, that act a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and that gave me made me feel a certain way. So I, I think those are the three main things right there. It was like that looked a certain way, uh, that acted a certain way, and that made me feel a certain way. You know, made me feel good about myself and Ooh, good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, as a teenager, it was all about, well, yeah. I feel good with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all it was. Um, but I knew within those, I wanted somebody who was kind and all that other stuff. I think I just got swept up in a lot of the superficial things. Like we do, fellas, you know, when it comes to, like, wanting certain women with certain body types. And then maybe neglecting the fact that those body types also comes with the personality that will ruin your life. <laughs> Fellas, do you understand me? Generalization here. <laughs> um, you know, I think all guys have gone through at least one of those heartbreak moments. Uh, if not, and you're watching, it may be coming to a theater near you. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think that's what I judged um, my partners on before. I think as I matured and got to the stages of my 20s, um, my late teens, it was more about finding someone. Because um, I was always somebody who was looking at committed, long-term, mm-hmm. um, in my mind, monogamous relationships um, at the time. So I was looking for somebody who was at least compatible on those areas. When it comes to that. So you still had to be kind. You still had to be like educated. And um, when I say educated, I mean smart. <laughs> Intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capable still... of learning. There we go. There we go. Um, so all those things on top of. Excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> all that ginger beer. No. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe. He had two bottles. <laughs> Look, that's my, that's my shit. <laughs> I ain't going to tell which one. I drink just in case I ever get a sponsorship. <laughs> they want to sponsor me, but if they do, I'm gonna yeah I will be up every day with a ginger beer. But either ways, I think that was the basic to wrap up like my the way I choose um, partners. I think that was basically it. It was me looking at those ways of getting a, a monogamous partner who aligned with me, especially going through my twenties. Um, I'm still in my 20s now, 29, but I think now it's come like full circle where it's like, um, I'm working on me and like through me, all potential partners have access. So I've made my life to the point where I'm the person living to the fullest and I'm looking for partners to be an addition to that. Yes. Um, and that's where I think the best decisions are made because those previous decisions were based off of I think everyone else's mm. everyone else's things like how they looked or how again how they made me feel mm-hmm. they 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 it was always on the on the woman mm-hmm. who I was pursuing mm-hmm. to pick them versus me choosing myself mm-hmm. choosing myself every day over and over again and then trying to match with people who can also respect. And understand that I'm going to keep choosing myself every day. And that I want them to do the same. And because of the energies that we've both um, manifest and aligned with. I keep hitting this mic. I'm about to back it up. Hold up. Because I'm over here using my arms and shit. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, but yeah. When it comes. <laughs> it gets mad. It gets my really. Um. But yeah, when it comes to those relationships now, I think it all comes through me. You know, it's all through me, and therefore my relationships are solid. Way more solid than they were in the past. So, mm-hmm. I think that's how I do it. I choose through me. Mm-hmm. That First and foremost, through me. That's my answer. Alright. Good answer. What about you? So, I think I'm going to answer this in terms of how I intentionally chose my life partner. Okay, who that? That is you. Oh, shit. Oh, so smart. He's pretty cool. He's like a producer and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of bad choices on my part when I was a teenager. And then I didn't know myself. And I didn't know my worth. I didn't know what I wanted from my life. I was figuring it out, you know? So... 
once I really, basically after grad school, because we met when I was coming out of grad school. And um, yeah, yeah. grad school in and of itself was hella growth. Jesus. Oh yeah, especially as a therapist. Yes. If y'all don't know, it's it's different than other grad yeah, school programs. Nah, just it just is. Cause you're just learning so much about family dynamics, romantic relationships, just about all the things that your family never taught you. Right. <laughs> like boundaries. Right. <laughs> so true. You know, so coming on the tail end, I knew myself a lot more. So my choices were entirely different from my choices that I made as a teenager. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that with the next question, but specifically kind of what I was looking for in a life partner. Um, it definitely grew. Like, it, it wasn't static. I had an, a sort of idea, and as I got to know myself, it, it just, it grew from there. So, I do want to point out that, again, this question is going out to our audience. How do you intentionally choose your partner? That a lot of times, it's not intentional. It's a desire to be with someone that you accept anyone. And that is where you need to really hold yourself accountable accountable for the choice you're making, Okay. I stopped all that after high school and I was like, nah, intentional choices up in here. So when it came to life partner, I also didn't let my emotions decide. Like, even though it was very intense, I fell in love with you. Like after a month, you know, I still didn't choose him as my life partner to hell. <laughs> like I want to be in a relationship with you. Yes. But no, I don't want to spend my life with you. I don't know you like that. So, so I definitely didn't let my emotions decide. I was definitely more logical in my thinking about how, cause this is my life partner. Like I gotta, you know, do my due diligence. Yeah. I gotta, you know. You, you, you think people would, uh, you know, do the same. Take out the pros and cons. I'm just saying. So the, the background checks. Huh? The first <laughs> thing, and then I'm going to just say what I was noticing in my choosing of you as my life partner. Okay. So the first thing that I noticed was I wanted a professional partnership with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that came out of <laughs> uh, an experience where we just had to learn about our vision being different and our vision being different from other people, but shared among us. Right. Right. Shared visions between us. Yes. Conflicting visions between those who we were working with. Yes. So through those circumstances, it was like, oh yeah, like I want to professionally build an empire with you. And that is something that I've always wanted with my life partner. But again, I still did not choose him as my life partner at this moment in time. The second thing was I chose him as a co-parent. To me, I was not caught up in marriage and then kids and I have to have a romantic relationship with my with my uh, father and my children. Like I was cool like you're going to make a good father. I see your personality. We talk about parenting. We talk about how we're going to raise our children separately at that point. But yeah, so it's like... I know that you will make a good parent. So therefore I want to have children with you regardless of what's happening romantically. I want to raise children with you. So I think that was my second choice. But again, that doesn't mean a romantic life partner. Right. Okay. And I think at this point we were really, um, developing our friendship at that point. We're definitely building that foundation. Um, so friendship, it was definitely looking like, yeah, I mean, if I'm building with you professionally, I'm raising children with you, I would hope <laughs> there's some friendship in there. That at the end of the day, like, I still got your back. Yeah. You know? So there was in there, um, and that came more naturally and was very fluid, you know? But the last choice of life partner only came after some significant individual growth on my part. And I couldn't make that choice prior to that. And that was when I went on my queer journey and my polyamory journey. It was literally as a result of that, accepting myself, acknowledging who I was, and then in turn, you acknowledging who you were and me accepting who you were, that I could make the choice of, yes, I choose you as my life partner. 
Like, I already enjoy life, doing life with you, enjoy having experiences with you, want to build with you professionally, want to raise children with you. So now romantically, because I accept you for who you individually are outside of me. And I accept myself individually outside of you. Mm -hmm. And that just matched. It just aligned. And it was like, okay, knowing these things, now I can intentionally make this choice of life partner. Good decision. Smart choice. Smart choice. Two T's. <laughs> All right. Um, so on to the next question. All right, let's do it. Flip that coin. Flip right. that coin. I'm going to call it. I'm going to yeah. call it Tails. I feel like you double flipped it. Oop, has again. <laughs> it was that double flip, y'all. <laughs> All right. So the next question, and I did want to make a point of this. While the title is geared towards women, I will say that this is open to any and everybody. Um, however you interpret it. I know there's a lot of gendered issues within the black community, and that's why we, you know, really be hitting them genders hard but (laughs) (laughs) however however you take this i think it can apply to to queer people to uh trans or non-binary people however you take this people show up how they show up actions wise so yeah so just understand that um so the second question is why do you keep choosing ain't shit niggas Ooh. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so, ladies, let's talk for a second. Let's let's communicate. Have a conversation. Have a conversation real quick. Come on. Come on. Zoom in on me. Wait, I'm the video editor. Zoom this in on me. Ladies, you keep picking ain't shit niggas because you're not secure within yourself. Hold on, hold on, hold. I know, I know. Hold on, give me a second. All right, hold it. Go off. They probably going off in the comments. Some of them. Go. Y'all done? Okay. Got out your system. Now let me say it. Actually say it. The reason why I say that is because if you were truly within your own alignment and balance within yourself, if you really respected yourself to that level and held yourself to that standard. You would accept nothing less from that from anybody, regardless of whether it's a romantic partner, uh, friendship, shoot, family members, uh, family dynamics, uh, relatives, anyone, teachers, professors, mentors, it, across the board. If you are a secure and have a, a genuine, deep love for yourself, it raises not only the way that you accept the, the treatment that you're willing to accept but it also elevates the way that you treat others so i've noticed that a lot of the times ain't shit niggas are attracted by Ooh. <laughs> so if the work and not that's not to say the work can't be done but like that's the equation i didn't make it up <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> but my point is, you got to do the work internally. And, and a lot of that stems from trauma. As a couples therapist, trust me. Yeah. Whoo! Mm-hmm. I know. I know. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of relationship trauma out there. Mm-hmm. But that healing from that trauma needs to take place so that you can have a better relationship with yourself. Uh, that love for yourself that I was talking about earlier. That's the key, you know? I think that's the reason why. That's my <laughs> that's my reason right there. So, um, yeah, ladies. My advice to you is focus on you. Be the best you that you can be by looking at those things that may have hurt you, that trauma, that pain in your past, and looking at how you can learn from that pain. To become better. Not only learning about like what to avoid. But also learning about what you did to attract. Or what you permitted to happen up to that point. Going back to choices. You know. Maybe if you would have cut things off a little bit sooner. Like ah, 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 this is my boundary. He would have just ran off. Yo. Bitch ass niggas are scared of boundaries. Pro tip. <laughs> Get some. 
<laughs> That's my two cents. Okay. What's up? What you got? I know you got. All right. So, <laughs> oh, this one. why do you keep choosing ancient niggas? I'm speaking from experience. Oh man. I kept choosing ancient niggas. Okay. <laughs> I have been cheated on. I had one who was a pathological liar. I've been put down. I've had in my mind this was a thing then, but it's questionable now. Uh, people who disrespected my family, and it was just uh, how they were disrespecting what I was mm. viewing that as all that. But at the time, that shit was not okay with me. And yet, was still kept choosing. Um, and yeah, people who just didn't care about me. And then my well, last one from high school put my pictures on the internet. Total violation of privacy, just of just strict violation of boundaries. So after that experience with him, I was like, all right, I gotta stop choosing ancient niggas. Like I gotta like throw a wrench into this cycle i gotta do something right Mm -hmm. so what you do so what i did was (laughs) um i created a list of standards for myself a list of non-negotiables and that stopped me from choosing ancient niggas because the first thing on that that standard list Mm -hmm. was respect R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And when I was telling, you know, my, my girls about the list I was creating, they were like, well, respect, duh. You should you should have been known that. No, I didn't know that because I was allowing guys to disrespect me. Okay? I was allowing guys to disrespect my boundaries. So respect needed to be on there, first and foremost, in every shape or form. Okay? The next thing that's non-negotiable for me is mental stimulation just because... I thrive off of that. Like mental connections are huge for me, no matter if it's romantic or not. So that's big for me. That also goes into tenacity, you know, Mm. like ambition, drive, all of that. Um, What's the third one? Communication. Oh, (laughs) communication. Now that stopped a lot of what I was choosing in high school, but in college, I wasn't aware that, uh, men and women had different styles of communication. Oh, <laughs> that was a rude awakening. Yeah, that. And then <laughs> also that nobody was taught how to effectively communicate. So mm-hmm. so therapy and going to grad school helped understanding of that. And my specific standard of communication drastically increased. Because <laughs> nah. <laughs> now, as a therapist, I'm going to need you to know how to communicate effectively. I, I can't do that work for you, bro. I can't. Right. The fourth one is having, well, it started in high school as shared interests. It is now shared values. Like, yeah, we can watch movies all day, but how do we view the world? <laughs> what mm. are our core values? Like, I really need to be aligned on that. So, like, no Trump supporters? The fuck? No. See? Then. Now, I, some of y'all out here are like, but the Trump supporter might be fine. No. See? No. That's wrong value. No. <laughs> And, and then the fifth one was having a healthy self-esteem because mm. Mm. that's on you. Like your shit is going, you're going to project that shit <laughs> on me. And nah, that's not my shit. That's your work. Right. And I can't do that work for you. So I need somebody who is either actively working or already there <laughs> where you are individually are secure in yourself and your worth. And it won't lead into issues into the, the sixth and final standard, which is trustworthiness. Because mm. I can't. I can't. <laughs> like, I need you to have trust. Because why are we together if there is none? So this, these six standards alone drastically changed my choices and drastically stopped me from choosing ancient niggas. Okay? Like that. All right? Now, I will say, and this goes also into knowing yourself. Definitely knowing yourself. Um, but it also goes into recognizing red flags. Also talked a little bit about that in the deep dive, but right. you can also check it out on his Smart Love channel, mm-hmm. Smart Love with two T's, um, where he really breaks down um, the red flags. So you need to be aware of that. Yep. Definitely check it out. Again, self-worth is everything. You got to have respect for yourself. You have to acknowledge your worth and that you can live without that person like and be secure in that to say if you don't meet my standards if you don't meet my non-negotiables like it is non-negotiable goodbye choices choices peace deuces we out
And the last thing I would say is the dating pool environment. You can't always control your dating pool environment. Treacherous waters. And your dating pool environment may suck. And that sucks, you know. But I will also say that women not approaching guys. Whoa. And I know this is going to be one of our uh, segments. But, man, we're going to go. All, I'm going to yes. go all the way off on this yes. one. Check out our previous episode, Ladies, Shoot Your Shots, and then I think Shoot Your Shot, Part 2, The Approach. Check out those two episodes specifically on how to approach. Yes. Okay? Um, Because I think it's severely limiting your options. Like, in the deep dive I was talking about as a queer person, the options of women versus the options of men, if you, like, yeah, if you're not approaching guys in an already toxic dating pool Mm -hmm. you know like you are severely limiting your options and i'm just saying if you want to stop choosing ancient niggas i'm just saying think about approaching okay all right moving into the next question all right i'm going with tails all right ah well you won one eventually it's your turn good why do you stay... Oh, sorry. I was thinking about, like, did I win? You won too? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do you... <laughs> Go ahead, Zarina. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Like, Caught in thought. She's mesmerized <laughs> by the coins. Why do you stay in toxic and dysfunctional relationships? So why do you, ladies? All right. So... I wasn't in a relationship longer than a year prior to Oso, so I didn't really stay. Um, Mine was on some months basis, so and I some guys broke up with me, but also broke up with some guys, so I didn't stay. But I wanted to break down why some people may stay. Okay. Dysfunction is your norm. Hmm. You grew up in chaos. You grew up in unhealthy relationships. You grew up in a dysfunctional or toxic environment. Yeah, I was going to touch on the same thing. Exactly. So why stepping outside of that into something that's peaceful and healthy is literally uncomfortable to you because you haven't experienced it before. That is individual growth work. Please go to therapy. Like that's that's that work. To discover your self-worth, to discover... What is not the norm, even though that may have been your norm, yeah, do that work because that's not okay. Not okay. Because what happens is if you find yourself in a peaceful and healthy relationship, you're trying to cause dysfunction to get back to that comfort. Mm. Sit in that discomfort. It won't last that long. You'll learn something from it. All right. Another reason people stay in toxic and dysfunctional relationships. Mm -hmm. You don't think better is out there. Mm, So scarcity mindset. Yes. And again, this goes back into your self-worth. It's better for yourself to be out of that environment. Screw other people and other dynamics. (laughs) It's better for you to not be in that. I'm just saying. Self-worth. Choose yourself. Choose yourself. You decide your own pain. Mm. Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> you don't want to be alone. <laughs> Lonely. Listen, I, I think as a society, we have prioritized romantic <clears throat> relationships specifically that is pushed on women. We are just constantly striving towards marriage and it that leads to a scarcity mentality that yes. you will only have a fulfilling life with this expectation it's all over the place yeah and again choose yourself don't choose society rules that don't actually matter choose yourself choose what's best for you in the long term and it's okay to be alone learn again sit in that discomfort yeah. Learn what Some makes you happy. Such difficulties with that. It's uncomfortable, yes. It's hard, yes. What is the alternative? 
I'm just saying. Last thing I have for why people, specifically ladies, stay in toxic and dysfunctional relationships. <sighs> you hope for change. Mm-hmm. In the deep dive, I was discussing how you focus on things within your control, and ladies, that is not it. (laughs) You have no control over somebody else at all. Nothing. No matter what you do, say nothing. You have no control. Facts. (laughs) So the only thing that is going to cause change within a person is if they want and work for it to happen. Facts. I'm just saying. Let go of that hope. <laughs> in this specific context, let go of that hope. Let let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I knew she was gonna sing it. I knew it was coming. Let out. it go. <sighs> All right. So, what say you? Why do you stay in? Why do people stay in toxic and dysfunctional relationships? Okay, so ladies, I think. Let's, ladies, let's let's talk again. <laughs> Have a conversation. Have a conversation. I ain't gonna be rude to y'all like the rest of the rest of the men's is out there. You know, I'm gonna try to have an actual conversation with y'all for real though. Um, I think the reason why a lot of women stay in these relationships, and if you if this is something that may resonate with you, and some of the things that we're talking about, it's like, man, that kind of sounds like me or somebody I know. Please share this video with them because we're trying to actually talk about these topics in a way that's helpful you know what i mean mm-hmm. obviously we're getting some jokes off because you know shoot, it's I funny yeah. but so at the same issues. so many so many but at the same time we do want to actually help somebody out there who may feel like they're stuck in this position um because you aren't stuck you actually have a lot of choice and that's the part the point of this whole episode you know um so i think a lot of women Stay in these toxic relationships, going back to what I was saying before, because of the way they view themselves. So if you're not looking at yourself as someone who deserves better from someone, you'll accept whatever is going on and and just be almost like numb to the fact that it's not what you deserve. You know, you get used to it, like Rocky was saying. Sometimes trauma is more comfortable because it's familiar, even though you're getting hurt over and over again. It's like if somebody pushes you down the steps every day, every day, every day. Eventually, like if the person is joking and says, oh, this is just what we do. If that becomes the culture within that environment, you'll accept it. And not only will you accept it, if somebody new comes, you'll push them down the steps and be like, hey, this is how we do things out here. There have been psychological studies about this. You know? So when you're comfortable with your situation, if if you've never had examples, ladies, of a mother or a grandmother who was in a a loving dynamic with a man and and where they had that... um, you know, reciprocity, that respect, that mutual understanding for one another, then you might not look at the opposite of that, that toxic back and forth, Mm -hmm. always bickering, never looking to solve the problem, but always looking to find an argument. You might look at that as like the normal, the struggle love of it all. The like, oh, we just got to go through this in order to to Mm -hmm. make it to the next stage of our relationship. Whole nother episode, y'all. Oh, yeah. We gonna get into that, too. <laughs> um, but that's my whole point. It's like, you have to come from a place of understanding and loving yourself. And then, again, being able to say confidently um, what your boundaries are and know that those boundaries are coming from a place of you loving and knowing yourself and knowing what patterns you want to create you get to create these relationships, ladies. You do not have to be with that guy. I know that guy is on that pedestal of what your image of what a good man <laughs> looks like in a relationship. <laughs> and a lot of that's based off of movies and all this other stuff that's been 
thrown at y'all like 24 7 mm-hmm. shout out to disney <laughs> seriously like my daughters are not watching the disney princesses well the earlier ones they can watch the recent ones where shit wasn't even a love interest right because i don't got time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all that all that stuff creates that environment where it's like that desire for that relationship is it's heavy you know it's a lot of weight on y'all i'm over here watching girlfriends you know because mm-hmm. you know Netflix got all the black shows coming back, and I'm with it. Sister, sister, girlfriends, all yes. that. I'm on it. So I'm watching uh, girlfriends, and I'm looking at, at, and this is a show I used to watch when I was younger, like as a as like a boy, like a growing boy into his like preteens uh, manhood stage. I'm looking at this stuff, and I'm soaking up game. And I remember all these moments, and now looking back at it as a 29 year old man, I'm looking at it as like, wow. So many of these women who I, I like I had on this pedestal and I looked at them as so beautiful, um, in their characters, they were obsessed with men and they were doing so many things for the object, um, for the objective of becoming married. They were they were subjecting themselves to treatment that they didn't deserve. They were doing things and lowering their standards. They were compromising their own like um, boundaries. And I'm just looking at them like, wow. What are y'all doing? <laughs> you like, know, in for retrospect. What? For what? But this is the thing. Like a lot, I know a lot of people out there. Going back to my what I said earlier, don't have the the example. They don't have like the big mama or the grandma, mm-hmm. or wh- whomever. Like it don't even gotta be like a relative. Like for real, it could be just like a, a a woman that you look up to who mentored you and took you under uh, their wing. Um, you know. If you don't have that example of someone who also has a, a positive dynamic with a male partner mm-hmm. as the basis of what you want to make and aim for, the re- actual relationship goals, not just the ones you see on Instagram that look nice, but I'm talking about the process of it, the actual work of respecting somebody. And not just saying I respect you, but learning what it is and what respect means to them. Not just saying, oh, communicating, but like understanding what communication means to them and actually respecting that. Not just saying, oh, well, you know, this is what I, my boundaries are. Understanding why they have those boundaries in the first place. It could be from trauma. Maybe that's a way that you can connect and understand that person better. But you won't know that unless you respect them in the first place. So it's like all those things need to be concrete and shown as what you want. And then you'll, you'll run away from toxic relationships. There's no way you'll stay in them. Because you'll be coming from a place of like, I know what I want. My actual relationship goals are way too high for me to be putting up with this bullshit. So ladies, I hope you got through all that. And I hope it helped. Real talk. And I think I want to say, seek what a healthy relationship looks like. Like, Seek that out. If you don't have that in your immediate exposure, seek it out. Define what you would think a healthy relationship be. And then understand why you're defining it that way. (laughs) You know, go to therapy. Please. (laughs) Grow yourself. Learn yourself. Choose yourself. Choose you, baby. Choose yourself. If you are always choosing yourself and what's best for you in the long term, based on what your needs are, based on what your boundaries are, and fully just understanding yourself and what aligns with you, you can make better choices. Yeah, you can and you will. all areas of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say that your ladies, ladies, zoom in on me now. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I got you. Zoom in on her. (laughs) Julie, do the thing. (laughs) Your relationship status does not determine your worth. And I think that was something I really had to grapple with. Because mm. I did allow it. Because, again, that shit is pushed on us. That's all I saw on Girlfriends. Like, that's, that's the prize. That's the goal. Screw it if we have an education. Who Screw it if we have a career for ourselves. You're not married. Your life means nothing. That's the fucking message that was pushed on us. Mm. So, fuck that message. Your relationship status does not determine your worth. You are worthy because you exist. All right. I think that was it for uh, two sides of the same coin. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, we're gonna take a, our first break of the yep, show. Yep, yep. And we'll be right back with either or, both and nigga. You already know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Peace. Right. For now, at least.
<laughs> hey, it's So Real Family. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. And uh, let's hop into it. Let's get straight to it, you know? So All not right. waste any more time. Get the people what they want. <laughs> so our next segment is either or, both and. Oh, yeah. It's about to go down now. <laughs> All right. So I believe you won out of uh, the coin toss. So with the first question. Hit me with it. Should women okay. approach men Okay. or let men approach them? Ladies, feel me on this. You need to be approaching men. I also agree that you need to be approach. Women need to be approaching men. Matter of fact, take the genders out. Approach people you are interested in. Boom! Because <laughs> that was going to be my first point. Go ahead. <laughs> The only reason why we have these dynamics set up the way they are is because of the very thing that a lot of women that I know are complaining about, which is patriarchy. It was seen at one point as like the man makes the decision. He gets to choose whichever flower he wants to pick from the garden, mm-hmm. you know, pluck from the garden, and then just goes along his way. And then through that, you get some type of security if the guy happens to be secure financially, and whatever else it may be. That's just the old guard, the old way of looking at things and the old way of, of, of looking at relationships. But these days, that does not, not only is it not, does that not work, it's not advantageous to those who actually want to seek and gain a partner that fulfills them in ways and adds to their life rather than Sucks the life out of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going back to those toxic relationships that we was talking about. So, ladies, I want you to think about this. Just a quick thought experiment. If you've never approached a guy or if you've only approached a few guys, I want you to realize that every man that you've been with, you did not choose. Upon the initial approach. You did not choose. He... Notice something about you, or he thought something, and again, you don't know his agenda because it's all on him. He approached you. So if it weren't for him initiating the contact, even if you had a great relationship, let's say you had an ex who everything went well with, if he didn't approach you, that whole relationship wouldn't have happened because he made that decision. There's a lot of power that comes in that, and if women are brave enough because i know it's a, a, a dynamic oh. shift it's ain't rejection rejection like, ain't no bitch exactly. you know what i'm saying hella scary rejection hurts but it puts some you know it'll, 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 some hair on your hey, i was gonna say that but i was like i don't know if i want that visual for <laughs> yeah. women uh personally speaking some people like it um not my thing <laughs> you know I'm not with that, but hey, you know, do y'all think out there? Ain't no judgment. Different strokes. Different strokes. <laughs> For different strokes. Different folks. For different folks. God damn it, that's going to be in the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies, you have to be able to shoot your shot or at least try to practice this, this concept of shooting your shot at men because then you actually get to decide on the men that you potentially might be with rather than it always being on the man to choose you take back your choice take back your power that's why i say that they should like this one is the easiest one mm-hmm, of all mm-hmm. i think that we've done out yeah. of either or it's for me yeah. because it's a no-brainer yeah. <laughs> you, you, ladies get out if, there get, if you had to choose get, get to shooting dog get mm-hmm. to shooting and remember to check Elbows out <laughs> Remember to check out our previous podcast episodes, Ladies Shoot Your Shot and Shoot Your Shot Part 2, The Approach, where we're actually talking about skills on how to approach oh, that was a great other episode. yeah, other people. Um, so definitely check those out. But I will agree with you that I think people should approach people that are curious in because it does empower them and their choice. Because now you're right. saying... There's something about you that I'm interested in based on what aligns with me. And now I am actively choosing to see if this person actually aligns. Like I just picked up on something, but let's see. There you go. Right? Versus only allowing other people to approach you. I don't care if 
you're smiling, flipping your hair, you know, dropping stuff, what have you, like, a lot of that is based on physical attraction, y'all, and you know it. <laughs> so, and you're also saying that, so let's, let's get that example. So let's say that you found a guy that you know is going to be at least a good potential match, because again, y'all know anything about each other, and you want to get his attention, and you're doing all the uh, uh, hair flipping mm-hmm. and all that uh, extra stuff, everything to communicate non-verbally without communicating verbally. <laughs> you have a choice to do. Which you have a choice to do, which you... Let's be honest, probably aren't doing because of rejection and fear and you were taught that this, Gender is better, roles. this is the better way to do it, right? So let's say you do all that and then this great guy who you still think is great doesn't pick up on your hints, right? He doesn't pick up on your hints. Then you leave. Does that guy become any less of a, a better potential match because he couldn't pick up on your cues? I had that idea. I was like, oh, I guess he's not the one for me then. Right. Don't make no And if that's sense. the case... <laughs> And and this is it's not gonna be apples to oranges because again gender dynamics never really are. But this is a uh, a similar thing to when guys approach a fine ass woman and then when they get rejected, oh she ugly anyway. You see how you just negated what you actually thought was real because of the uh, approach because you didn't get the response of um, from the approach that you put out there. The bait that you put out there, basically. Like, just because nobody was biting, you're like, oh, well, that fish was probably, that fish was probably small anyway. Nah, that's the biggest fish in the pond. You just didn't have the right bait. You didn't communicate. Maybe you would have just stuck your hand in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know nothing about fishing like that. Yeah, <laughs> but in my example, the point is, you got to be for real about putting yourself out there and shooting your shot. Because... Someone's inability to recognize cues or be able to pick up on hints doesn't mean that they're going to be a bad partner. That's ridiculous. So you're missing out on potentially great guys because they don't know how to pick up hints. That's it? That's the whole reason? That don't make sense to me. Mm. Mm. I would also say you experience emotional growth when you consistently have to face rejection. Oh. oh, That is you growing within yourself. If you do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Checking your ego, your insecurities, all of it. You are confronted with it. Okay. Right. Puts um, things into a lot more of a perspective when it comes to exactly. those gender roles that mm-hmm, we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? And I would also say that the difference between like the passive approach versus the active approach is that also helps you socially as well. Cause now you are the one creating conversation out of thin air, meaning you are picking something that is drawing you to this person out to then make conversation about it. So not only is that social engagement and you learning how to have a conversation, but it's also you being more intentional about it. You're like, okay, what do I like about this person to then be able to go over there and say something? Yep. That is a lot more active thinking than, oh, he cute. <laughs> <laughs> right, though. That shit don't work. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, on to the next. Let's do it. What's next? All What's right. Next? Should you listen to your gut or your heart? Ooh. Should you listen to your gut or your heart? Gotta choose. I'm going to say gut. I'm going to say gut. I'm going to say gut too. Okay. Why do you say gut? Um. Alright, so this specific question is either or. Mm-hmm. Had to choose. That we have to choose. Mm-hmm. We had to choose one. Mm-hmm. So point in the segment. Um. The reason why I would say if I had to choose one, it would be follow your gut is because and listen to your gut is because I associate the gut with like intuition, vibes, noticing someone's and picking up on somebody's energy. So mm-hmm. I say you that is usually a good indicator and can determine whether someone is truly going to be a good fit for you in your life. More than your heart, which I associate with, like, uncontrollable feelings of desire. You know what I mean? That's what I associate with the heart mm-hmm. when it came to this question, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of definitions. Let me know what yours would be if, if you would answer that question, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, I associate the heart with that. That desire, that, like, 
butterfly feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a natural thing that you feel when you are attracted to someone or maybe infatuated with someone. Um, but those don't necessarily have to do with your gut feeling and your intuition about them. Because I've had like those two feelings be present within me where it's like mm. I'm very attracted to this fine ass girl but something's telling me don't go up to her. Mm. You might be one of them girls doing the little flipping things <laughs> was out here doing it and I'm like ooh she's pretty but my gut is like uh uh-uh, uh don't mm. go up to her. Mm-hmm. Something's telling me nah that's not you right now or maybe not right now and now's not the time. So again combining the two questions basically I'm still a good guy, but I chose to use my gut and, and my intuition to not necessarily approach you. But what if you approach me and that signaled to me that you were more interested and maybe let down my defenses and then maybe that allowed for my gut to be like, oh, okay, this is someone who is different or someone who might be able to uh, vibe with me. She's bringing in her own energy. It's not all on me to bring my energy towards her mm. and then let my energy be evaluated, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I don't like that type of top-down relationship anyway. Um, speaking, speaking personally, mm-hmm. I'm the type of guy who wants equality, who likes there being, like, obviously respecting one's roles when it comes to, like, your women. If you're good at certain things... Do those certain things. Like, find and, your strengths. Yeah, whatever your strength might be. Like, if you can cook and you can clean and you, like, that's your shit and it's nothing for you, great. That's a great role for us to, like, um, participate in and for you to, that to be your, your section or part of, of what we do. While I, I might be able to handle some other things, depending on whatever the dynamic might be. That is cool. Um, but if you're just basing it off of nothing, then... Off of gender, identity, genitalia, hormones, yeah. societal expectations, that religion. Ain't um, but, but yeah, I, I would look at that. So if somebody's approaching me, I would look at it as like, okay, this is someone who I can see as a partner. Literally, someone who's trying to partner with me when it comes to the conversation and initiating. Mm. And, and so that, those are totally different signals. And my gut and my energy might have reacted differently because of just that you approaching because that's different than every other girl um but that's that's just to say that both of those points are important and when it comes to shooting your shot it's important to know yourself and and go after what you want and then when it comes to following your gut you have to know and trust your own intuitions um so at the end of the day i I would suggest always trying to be aware and um, conscious of yourself because that's the best compass and it'll never lead you in the wrong direction. You know, even if it leads you through something that might be more difficult, you know, challenging your traumas and actually facing those things head on, it still be the right direction. It won't be pain for just pain's sake mm-hmm. for like, oh, he look cute. Oh, I'm, now I'm in pain and crying. It won't be that. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But yeah, I say gut when it comes to that one. Okay. So the reason I said gut is mm-hmm. in relationship to intuition is because as a whole, mm-hmm. understanding yourself also means understanding your intuition. The reason that we don't yeah. acknowledge intuition, especially within women, is because we're taught that that part of our womanness, that part of our feminine energy is inferior, that we shouldn't be listening to that intuitive <laughs> that intuitive stance. Meanwhile, everybody, no matter gender, has intuition, right. okay? You just have to be aligned with yourself to be able to hear it and know what it's saying. Can I be, can I be honest with you real quick? What? I think a lot of men have, and uh, <laughs> this is probably the biggest okie doke, have tricked women into like not, <laughs> you're not following like, their intuition. Ladies, if you suspect know, he's cheating, right. that's an intuitive <laughs> moment. But okay? because we know, because it's like, yo, they getting hip. Like, they must feel it. How are they doing this? Feel it we gotta in make, our body. We got to make them seem crazy. Like, make them feel Gaslighting. like Gaslighting. Gaslight the fuck Jesus. We got to gaslight them so they don't do this shit no more. <laughs> okay. So, that shit. And fuckboy philosophy also check out our previous episode tory lame domestic violence in the black community oh yeah we yeah we went over some of that um but i would also say yes to that point Mm -hmm. we haven't been taught and it deemed acceptable to trust our intuition 
Like we may be aware of it. We may hear what it's saying to us, but we don't trust it. We go against it a lot of the times. And it's like that intuition is telling you something. And if you are in tune with yourself, if you are understanding of yourself, if you trust yourself in the decisions that you make, you can learn to trust your gut, your intuition. The reason I say don't listen to your heart is because upon meeting someone new, upon being in a new relationship, there is a certain level of energy because of hormones. You got dopamine, you got serotonin, you got oxytocin, hey. you you got pheromones that you attracted to, like infatuation happens you don't really know the person a lot of times it's based on how they make you feel i'm just saying your heart is not the best to just advice to listen to in that moment it's a lot of things going on that is not logical which is if you're looking at the either or should you listen to your brain or should you listen to your heart a lot of times people have issues with that it's like but i'm in love but if logically i'm going to do what's best for me like, I'll be okay. <laughs> the either love will continue or the love will transition into something else. But the heart cannot be trusted. Nope. <laughs> There's a different level of understanding your own emotions to be able to make decisions from your heart. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe being able to trust your heart comes with alignment of of your intuition and everything else like that. So, like, yeah, all those things have to be in line in order for your heart to get, like, a pass. So, like, the heart is, like, the last thing that makes the decision. <laughs> Basically, like, it might be the first thing to get the feelings, mm-hmm. you know, to catch the feelings, mm-hmm. but it's the last one to make the decision. I, I guess I, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, the last one for our either or. Last one, what we got, what we got, what we got. Would you Uh rather (laughs) be single for the rest of your life? Okay, single, rest of my life. Or would you rather be in a toxic relationship? Ooh, actually, (laughs) this one ain't that hard for me. (laughs) Gotta make a choice. What you Uh, choose? My lovely audience, uh, my fellow listeners and watchers of it's so real your boy also is gonna choose this one without any questions i would rather be single for the rest of my life easy i would also rather be single for the rest of my life easiest choice ever why is that an easy choice for you first of all i love me some me I like to thank me, me for, for me. me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my guy Snoop. Yes. 420 smoking right after this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I love myself and I've worked hard to get to that point where I can say that mm-hmm. and where I can uh, be proud of the man that I am and proud of the man who is within this process of becoming better daily. Yes. You know? Commitment to growth. Commitment to my growth and development as a human being mm-hmm. and as, as a person who wants to leave his mark on this world, not for vanity's sake, but for paying it forward, you know, mm-hmm. for actually doing those things. So all the, all the fact that little little spiel that I just had just now, that is in itself what I'm talking about. Like the fact that I have my own purpose and the own my own way of looking at myself that validates my worth outside of any relationship that I have with anyone else, you know. My relationship with me has been something that is resilient and has has gone through so many trials and tribulations when I have put all of my self-worth into other people and into other relationships or let those relationships be the like the the evaluator for my worth. Like that that shit is done with, you know what I mean? And I'm glad I've gotten to that point. But that's why I would pick being single because for me, being single, um, single is not a death sentence like other people might look at it. So as. nice, you know. It's <laughs> it's me saying that like, okay, I will not have a committed partner romantically, romantically, you know, uh, romantically. But I'll still be able to do what I want and be able to be fulfilled through the things that I that I'm passionate about, regardless of anything. So. For me, once you do that self work, 
this is going to be the probably the easiest question. I know we said that twice on here, but it comes from the uh, perspective of people who've done the work, and that's why it's easy for us to make these these decisions and say these things so quickly. You know, we've I've thought about it being single for the rest yeah. of my life before, mm-hmm. so like this isn't the first time this is this thought has come in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just because I've thought about it and, and because I know my worth. It's kind of easy to imagine it and not be freaked the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the key point in that is you're still choosing yourself. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. If you don't take nothing else from these videos... Choose yourself. Choose you. You matter more than anyone else because everything that happens in your life happens through what lens? Your own. Choose your happiness. Choose your peace. Choose you choose you okay now i'll say for me why would i rather be single for the rest of my life yeah because we both said it Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the quickness (laughs) so again choosing self but i really want to uh talk about my journey of that because again i'm a woman i grew up with disney princesses marriage was a prize for me all of this stuff and by 25 i had spent seven years single I had already met Oso, but because we were both in a monogamous mindset at that point, and I still had some individual growth to do, mm-hmm. it wasn't working out as far as a romantic relationship. Right. So I was like, if this person that I align with this much isn't <laughs> working out, at 25, I was thinking, all right, I got five years to 30. I want to start popping out some babies. I was like, okay, I got to make some decisions for my life. I have to choose myself and what I want my life to look like. And if this one area of my life, a romantic life partner, is outside of my control because I have no control over who that person is, where they are. They could not be in the state, not in the country. Like, you don't know what, when they're showing up in my life could be when I'm 50. Like, I have no idea, right? So I, I could not say I refused to have an unfulfilling life just because I don't have a romantic life partner. Right. I refused. So in that refusal, I was overly committed to making sure that every other facet of my life was nourishing to my soul and that was adding fulfillment to me. So that's when I started investing in my friendships. Check out our Lovers and Friends episode. Lovers and Friends. That's when I started investing in my community. That's when I started investing in my professional experiences. And I decided that, yes, I'm going to have children by myself because children is something that I want to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pets. Like, I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to be scared to be alone. Mm. I'm not going to say that my life doesn't have meaning because I never got married. I refused. But I was also okay with being alone because I did my work. I came to that peace within myself. And I would also say, just a side note with the friends thing, because of this pedestal idolization of romantic relationships and marriage, mm-hmm. it people don't look at physical touch with friends. If we had cuddling with friends and physical affection with friends, it would make not having a romantic life partner a lot easier. And that's what I discovered. Because I was like, well, why the fuck is there a limitation here? Physical touch is physical touch. It's a love language. It don't matter who is with. Physical touch is physical touch. Now, sure, there are levels to the shit. Oh, yeah. but, but why, outside of sex, why did certain things have to stop? If I'm aware of my boundaries, you're aware of my boundaries, we're friends, we both have mutual comfort from cuddling, like, why is... Why? Why can't I do that? I, yeah. I can't. <laughs> ain't no rules to this shit, okay? That's the choice, number one. Ain't no rules to this shit. <laughs> you get to design your life when you're focusing on what is within your control. All right? And I will say, my last point, that the women who are out here complaining about all the ancient niggas, about all of the limited options... You haven't accepted being alone. You haven't accepted the option of being single for the rest of your life and choosing that because you choose yourself. You're expecting 
these niggas to change. And that is outside of your control. No matter how many times you call them out about it, that mm. is outside of your control. You Always. can choose you. And that may mean choosing to be alone. And that's okay. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> if you can find comfort in that choice, then you're going to be good. That That's all the leverage in the world that you need is love for yourself. And know that you can have a fulfilling life by yourself because you're not actually by yourself. That is propaganda that society has fed us to prioritize marriage. You're not alone. You can still have community. You can still have friends. You can still have chosen family or your bio family. You can still have uh, pets. You can still, like, you will not be alone. Right. You can live in a house with friends. You can raise children with friends. Choose yourself above all else. All right, y'all. I think that is it for today's show. Yes. I have fun. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us for another episode of It's So Real. It has been a pleasure. It's yes. your boy, Oso. And your girl, Rocky. We will see you on the next episode. All right, y'all. Y'all stay safe. Y'all make better choices and decisions, especially to my ladies. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Choose yourself. Be intentional. All right, y'all. Peace. And love. Always. Choose you first. Mm-hmm.